clinical 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 population population clinical population population clinical population Hi, I'm Gabby. I'm Allison. And I'm Mike. And welcome to Clinical Populations! Introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy. And today we are at the Southwest Regional AMCA Conference. Woo! Um, howdy, yes. <laughs> um, we're super excited because this is our first live podcast ever. Um, and yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. For uh, to be accepted as a presentation, that's really a big thing. It is a awesome. big thing. It's yeah. a big thing. Um, so today we're featuring a song called Love Don't Make Moves by Alana Boudreaux. Sunshine enough to take care of the love growing inside of me And I don't know if there's a dam big enough to prevent this my blood from spreading to the sea So sometimes I wonder if you saw inside of me If you would back up your page or does you own and leave? But you say, love don't make moves Love don't make moves Love don't make moves like that The rings around Saturn, they move in a pattern That's cosmic and comic, behold nebulous harmony Love don't make moves. Love don't make moves. 
And that was Love Don't Make Moves by Alana Boudreaux. Um, what'd you guys think about it? I love, I picked the song. I love a good love song. Um, and I thought it was um, Regina Spector-esque and I really enjoy Regina Spector. So um, I was like, as soon as I listened to her list of songs and I found this one, I just immediately was like, yep, this is the one we're gonna do. Um, I don't know, it was something about the flow of her, um, of the lyrics, but also the melody that I just, it's very happy, it makes me kind of, I don't know, it makes me dance, I like it a lot. So that's why I, uh, I was drawn to it. What about you? Um, yeah, it's a classic um, adolescent tale of love. Um, and which we identify as we get older. I think our adolescent music is what we still connect with. Um, forgive me, I always get a little bit philosophical. If you take an existential approach to, to assessing musical existentialism, is this idea of this song, there's a strong ground. The ground, there are the rhythm and the, the, the uh, chordal, the, the bass structure, if you will. Um, in this case, we would say that this is a fixed idea. She's stuck. Um, we were talking about there's therapy, which is okay. Meaning this love has got to work. Because no matter if the guy does or not, I'm not going to say it's sexist, by the way, but if the guy does or not, she still thinks that this, this, can't, this can't happen. And when melodies are... Um, short like that, we call it fixed in the psyche. Melodies that, that go all over the place, uh, I'm trying to think of a song that goes a little, Bohemian Rhapsody, that's a fickle psyche. You can't figure out where it needs to go. This is fixed, so you're, the, it's beautiful in its, in its simplicity, and that's what makes songs so great. But if, I was using, if it came up in a session or a client came up, um, I, I, would, I, would, I would worry, in a sense, I don't know if words would word, that that this is gonna fall apart because it's so connected. It's so grounded. Yeah. Um, but that's the aesthetic, simply complex, and beauty of pain, too, you know? So, you can't have, you know, I always say if weeds were hard to grow, everyone would want them. It's the, the things that take time and energy that, and suffering that, that lead to growth, so. Yeah. yeah. I liked the duality of her talking about, well, you will never be with me. Um, you're you're going to hate my flaws. But also it's this, you know, just poppy. It's bubblegum pop, like fun. It makes you want to snap your fingers. Yeah, kind of. it's, yeah. yeah I, I, I enjoy that. Cool. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, in the musically in the bridge, there was, um, I guess it was the bass. It was like doom, 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 doom. I, I liked that variety um, in it. Um, and I just, I really love bass lines. So <laughs> um, that's what I liked. But we also have some people from our region that have stuff that they like. So um, if you wrote down on our sheet of paper, on a sheet of paper, um, come on up, come up, read what you said and introduce yourself. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Do I have to call you up in this class? Sarah Turner. No, Hannah. Okay, you're already up. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wrote, I love the contrast between the slow instrumental and the quick lyricism, as well as the contrast, I didn't write this, but as well as the contrast between the lyrics of the insecurity in the verses, but the steadiness of the chorus and how 
he, I'm assuming, is saying, love don't make moves. I'm not going to leave, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she's like, you're going to leave when you know who I really am. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Um, Sarah. Okay, so I wrote that I really liked the easy feel of the song. It's lighthearted and relaxed. I thought maybe this would be good to use in a session if you're just trying to elicit some kind of relaxation or even take the client away for a minute to a happy place. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Estrada. Well, I really enjoyed the rhythm in which she like sang in, but it was kind of hard for me to like actually pick out the lyrics, so I really appreciate that, the lyrics having them. Uh-huh. Cool. Thank nice. you. Can I ask a question? Is this for anyone who wants to know. Do you believe her? I believe. Yeah, do you believe her? The fact that of her insecurities, or? Well, I don't know. Anything about the song? Um, yes. And what makes you believe her? That she's being honest with herself? Maybe because of all the just the lyricism itself. I, I love the metaphors and just how in-depth she goes into her own feelings about the situation, even if the way she perceives it isn't the true situation. Yeah, and, and what Jennifer's bringing up about the lyrics being quick with it, that really does show that, that convincing, because it's really difficult to sing quickly on time with chordal structures. You know, when the slower songs, like the love songs, like the Everly Brothers, those are so slow, <laughs> you know? Um, yes. But that is take that is convinced because she knows and there's no pause and yeah, it's no mistake. stream of consciousness. You know, like when you're talking with someone and you're, if you're in love and you're trying to talk to them, you, you yeah, that, just that. Yeah, you, you get know? flustered sometimes, yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that struck me is the way her voice connected with the musicality mm -hmm. and the flow of the way the notes moved. So she was moving in with the music, and uh -huh. so it all felt very yeah. one. It felt one. Yeah. Also, the, sorry. <laughs> uh, the vulnerability of the lyrics, too. I think, for me, that's what I connected to it. I think you mentioned honest, like you, that's how I believe her is, mm -hmm. it seems very honest, it seems, you know, she's speaking from experience, mm -hmm. not telling someone else's story. Mm -hmm. I think the cool thing with the lyrics is just, like, you know, some people may ask we believe her, but I think also I'm, you can all relate to the lyrics, but also I think it's one of the songs where, yes, it's kind of like back when you're listening to it, if you really wanted to sit down and analyze the lyrics or Relate to this artist in a certain way, the lyrics are deep enough and the metaphors that you put. So I agree. Yeah. I think building off of just the quickness and the rapidity of the verses, when you talk about how you, when you speak about love, it comes out quickly, you get flustered. Mm -hmm. The kind of opposite of that in the chorus, whenever she's saying, here's what you say, she has to go slow and she has to repeat it as if it's hard for her to grasp and she's really pondering it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> First of all, I love the song, and I love her, and I didn't know who she was, so thank you for introducing me to her. What I love therapeutically in terms of, you were talking about teens, I think it was you, Mike. Um, it's so tender how she's, it's as if she's exploring what love really is, maybe for the first time. How she's thanking him for doing all of these things. Perhaps she's never felt them before. Mm -hmm. Perhaps she never realized that was part of it. And I think for teenagers, that would be a really cool thing to explore. Okay. Like what is what is love to them? So I just, I love how tenderly she's talking about it. 
And the music fits it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. I love how her stream of consciousness in the verses is hard to understand. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's trying to understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. And I think also, too, like one of the cool things that I'm noticing more as we talk about it and then after listening to it, um, if you think about it, like in terms of like a partnership, there's the instrumental part is really predictable and like really kind of stable in a sense. Uh -huh. And the lyrics are like her. In the way it seems like the lyrics are very much like her, but the music also be seen as this partner in the relationship. It's uh, really structured, supportive of it, and it does fit and support it so perfectly in a sense. And that's why I can't go away from the the classic ground because if it goes into if you go to a deceptive chord or any kind of non tonal chord there, you know, flat six or something, it's gonna it's gonna scare her. Throw it off, yeah. Yeah, because holy crap, what if he doesn't like the sound? Yeah. <clears throat> Shivers. Ooh. <laughs> yes. This is why we analyze songs. This is so great. Yeah. Um any other thoughts? Yeah. Okay. I was personally a fan of like just her wordplay in it. Like um, the cosmic and cosmic nebulous harmony, like all of like the metaphors and I just, oh, she's a great writer. <laughs> I love it. Um, so knowing all of these things and discussing what uh, we enjoyed about it and what we noticed, um, how could we use this in clinical session? So my first thought was, um, yes, she's talking about a, a specific relationship, but she's also reflecting on the fact that she has these flaws and she's afraid to show someone who she really is. So exploring the, the concept of self-love and self-acceptance, writing down what you think your flaws are, um, and then talking about that. Why do you think that's a flaw? Why do you think somebody else wouldn't accept you for that? Um, and then talk about the, the good and the bad and whether you would accept it or not, because you don't have to accept that. Um, but, but why exploring that? Um, uh, but I also like what Debbie said, I also was thinking about, okay, well talking about love, talk about this relationship or talk about something that you love. It could be a pet. It could be a place. It could be another person, a family member, whatever it is. Um, and just talking about love. Cause I feel it's something that, um, is so common, but something that we don't explore enough, um, but yeah, I, w I always come back to the self-love part because that just stands out so clearly in this one. Um, Jonathan had something similar to it. Um, for I work in inpatient psych with adolescents and children, and I do a lot of work <coughs> analysis or song discussion. So I actually took the song a little differently where I felt like the chorus was him saying, like, you can push and pull, but that's not how this works. It has to be both of us. So I like the idea of looking at like your qualities of self. So I, I would encourage when I work with uh, teenage girls, um, females, I would work focus on like their qualities of self um, and then talk about the attributes of a healthy relationship. Because I think a lot of times they can experience that in many ways where it's that dichotomy of like love me, but I hate you. And so it's that like push pull of you want people to love you, but you keep them at an arm's distance. And how does that foster a healthy relationship? And um, and then just like how to work with others when you're feeling those negative feelings. So finding, finding in yourself how you can work on what you're going through to help build that healthy relationship in the long run. And um, that would be kind of be how I would start it and uh, figure out how the discussion would go from there. But I think that would be a really valuable tool to look at it from those, that lens. Thank you. Um, can I add on that? It brought up a good point I, I, in music. Um, we, we talk about in school archetypes 
and more psychodynamic aspects of music. And, and what John, Jonathan's saying, there's another deeper level to this, and I'm glad you brought it up, because I didn't want to freak out people. This, um, <laughs> this music, he's, he's right in the, in the beginning, it's feminine, archetypally. Um, and I'm saying that not for my identity and preference, and why do you think I say that? Uh, I'll give it to you. <laughs> First, the most prominent thing is the guitar, which, from a secondary standpoint, is more feminine. Shape is feminine. But the sound is more treble. And you notice the higher parts and her voice, right? Now, when you were talking about the, the, the chorus where the male comes in in some way, what's the first thing you heard? The drums, too. Drums came in. The, the guitar was the rhythm at first. There was no drums. And, and percussion, non-piano percussion, is very male archetypally. The, 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 the aggression, the, the, let's say, violence for the male. Yeah. So that's a good point you bring up if you go into more deeper. Now, I wouldn't do this with the client necessarily, unless no. you're yeah. a second <laughs> no, But yeah. those kind of things of seeing where they are in their identity is so important, too, because love is, like we're saying, it's fascinating to yourself, to others, to... You know, forgiving yourself or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Interesting. Was that too, too? Uh, that's a little no. meta. That's a. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I like it. But I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you do. <laughs> um, where do I come from there? What would, what would you do? What would you do clinically? Let's talk about your parents there. Uh, oh. <laughs> Let's explore. Oh, we don't need to go there. Hey, Allison, <laughs> um, hey, Allison why'd you pick this song? Uh, tell me more, Allison. Uh. How do you feel? Let's draw a mandala. <laughs> um, uh, I, um, who was talking about re rewriting? You were talking about rewriting some of the mm -hmm. lyrics. Um, I um, think there's a couple things you could do. So for the bridge, um, so she's talking to like a man. You're the man who makes me better. Um, but there are different people that like can show you love, um, like not just in a romantic sense, but like your friend um, or like someone that has helped you a lot in life or your dog. Um, <laughs> so um, you, I would do, I could do a lyric rewrite of the bridge, like, like a gratitude thing, like a, a thanks, um, like have the client think of someone or something that like um, has always been there for them or loves them a lot. Um, and um, do kind of like a gratitude exercise with the bridge, um, particularly. Um, another idea is um, going away from the emotion of love and replacing it with something else. So instead of saying, love don't make moves, you could do like, um, well, exact opposite, hate don't make moves, or like happiness don't make moves, or sad don't make moves. So something like just the, um, understanding how you perceive different emotions and like rewriting the lyrics around that and your misconceptions or ideas around it. Um, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you could also have a, a profound discussion, you know, experience by just asking what does make moves mean yeah. with emotions, you know? Mm. What is love when someone makes moves? What does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we do therapy. That's right. <laughs> um, I'll bring that back up. Okay. Um, we have some other ideas. Uh, Emily. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you want to expand? Emily says dancing. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of it in a real basic level to start. Like I noticed a lot of foot tapping, a lot of swaying, and I was like, that would be such a great opener for a, uh, for a, um, a session if you're going to spend the whole time on this as yeah. like a nice warm up getting into the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Very welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah. A nice welcoming little activity to do. That's a good idea. Thank you. Nice. I could see scarves being used with this. Um, Hannah. Um, I don't remember what I wrote. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, oh, yeah. I thought that since the instrumental didn't seem too complicated, I felt that if you had a group, you could recreate the um, instrumental with an ensemble and maybe have the music therapist um, do the lyrics because it seemed more complicated and <laughs> difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like that would be really awesome to kind of get the group um, dynamic, yeah. <laughs> and then my other one was just, you know, it would really be awesome for lyric analysis, as we can see right now, because there's so many ways you can interpret this song and just relate to it. So yeah, thank you. Um, going off on the instrumental, having like the group play it. So there's there's a vibraphone in this, which is really cool, and you don't hear a lot in music right now, at least. Um, so um, going into like Orf stuff um, and like yeah, playing vibraphones and mallets um, would be a ton of fun. Yeah. How would you use this? I wouldn't. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. <laughs> what are we talking about? Rude. <laughs> you, you know. I know. Yeah, I knew. I would yeah. never bring in this no, song. No, I know you wouldn't. Session. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would allow the client to do it. Yeah. Um, if a client brought it in. How would you use it? In, if the client brought it in, well, I would ask them, what does make moves mean? Yeah. You know? Uh, maybe improvise if they can't figure it out. You know, they're brought it in. It might be the stage of vulnerability. Maybe improvise on the feeling and then talk about the improvisation. Put it on into another object. <laughs> but I, this is this is sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. This is it. I mean, this is a song you. What I would suspect a client would bring in. Now, if we were in a group, uh, some kind of group with a support group or some kind of therapy group, and we were going on a theme of love, loss, or what are flaws and things, I would bring in the song, mm -hmm. and then I would talk about it more musically too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always talk about, I mean, it's difficult to talk at first, but I always ask about the music, mm -hmm. you know, stay with the, I always say to the students, stay with the music. That'll lead you because you get in your own way by talking about the lyrics and what you think about the lyrics. So yeah. just say, you know, how did that guitar sound or how mm -hmm. did that melody, you hear the melody change here? What was that, what did that feel like to you or what stuck out to you, you know? Okay. Yeah. 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 I like it. Nice. Cool. Cool. Um... Sweet. Anyone else have any ideas that have popped in your head? No. Yes. So I'm coming from a standpoint of being in a pediatric hospital. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'm just going to see a patient once or maybe twice. Um, again, I would not bring this song, to, um, but if a patient requested this one, um, and, I, and again, um, spending a lot of time just getting to know people in a very short period of time, um, I thought that this song had a very um, easygoing beat. Mm -hmm. Again, going to the foot tapping, um, it's got a kind of a nice walking feel. Um, the tempo was really good, and the chordal structure is easy enough that you could quickly do some um, 
uh, playing with the patient, um, doing a little improvisation yeah. just on the yeah. just on the chordal structure yeah. um, as a as a kind of a, a light way to to get into the song. Right. Uh, that's a, I love that point because. You could start the song and have them improvise with that chordal structure right. too, yeah. which gives the safety to it. And I should mention, I, take an I've taken an integrative approach. I've worked a lot in populations, but I, I'm focusing on these kind of topics on more mental health, more processing levels of, of, of topics as opposed to, um, and this is an advice with disabilities, or working in a hospital where the moments are different and the treatment is a little different. Right. So if you have time, it's, right. it's the exploration part right. that, I, that I talk about, which comes with, you know, yeah. yeah. And that sometimes comes up even um, yeah. like quickly. Like if a teenage girl is at the hospital and she's there for anorexia or um, suicide attempt, um, and I go in to meet her and she were to pick this song, there's that opportunity there. Yeah. But yeah. again, I would be it would be if she brought this yeah. song, um, but that would be a good place to start. Is it's a very simple structure that you could start doing some beginning improvisations on it. Yeah, It'd be a safe yeah, place definitely. where you could start to build trust yeah. and you could have some deeper discussion. Nice. Yeah. If you kind of thought of this song, I would have to wonder about the last time. Is love going to moves like that? What, what moves does it mean? No, yeah. No, definitely. What moves yeah. does love mean? Oh, what does it mean? Like the paradoxes. Yeah. No, I definitely think it opens it up for a very good discussion. As simple as it is, it, um, there's a bunch of different ways that we can use it, talk about it, um, and explore all the facets of love, because um, there's so many. Um, talk about experiences. Um, yeah, I, I love that it's simple, but it, it opens it up for a lot to do. I think Austin, that especially lost Wednesday, is a Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good ideas. Good yeah. job, Southwest Region. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. Okay. We're going to round it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming to our session and being part of our first live podcast ever. Um, also, thank you to Alana Boudreaux for letting us use her music. Again, if you want to find her, she's on um, Spotify, iTunes. Um, you can find her on Facebook as well. Um, super talented. I love her music. Um, if you'd like to keep in touch with us, we have Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can also email us at clinicalpopulations at gmail.com. We're going to round it out by listening to Love Don't Make Moves by Alana Boudreaux. Bye, everybody. Bye. I don't know if there is sunshine enough to take care of the love growing inside of me. And I don't know if there's a dam big enough to prevent this from from spreading to the sea. Says so sometimes I wonder if you saw inside of me. If you were back up your bed. Or does you own and leave? But you say, love don't make moves Love don't make moves Love don't make moves like that
Population. 